welcome to episode 51 of Shimmy Cast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. This week, we have a review of contemporary belly dance and yoga conditioning with Ariella, event announcements, questions of the week, and interviews from workshop attendees at the Ariella Workshop in Springfield, Missouri. This week's music is from the Cosmetics and the Mambo Folk. Let's get started. What kind of audience do you like to perform in front of? Ooh, well, actually, I'm, people are scared to dance in front of other dancers because they, they kind of know what you're doing and they look at you funny if you do something wrong. But I would rather dance for dancers because they clap. Yeah. And, and Zagarit in, in this area, for some reason, people act like they're in church or watching an opera and they're so incredibly quiet and you can't tell if they're enjoying it or about to fall asleep sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. You need to come down to Northwest Arkansas. The, the audiences clap and yell and it's a great. Yes, they do. We, I mean, sometimes we do get the woo pig suey razorbacks, but, you know, you have to forgive uh-huh. them. They're, they're at least trying. Well, the, the actually the Bluesgrass Festival was pretty funny because we had the one guy in the overalls and the and the baseball cap doing this weird little humpy dance for us <laughs> the whole time, and it was it was the weirdest mountain jig I've ever seen. But he was just really enjoying it. That's great. Yarn dancer posted on the forum. I like dancing when the audience are dancers because they make noise. The greeting and clapping, and it's so much harder to dance when the audience is silent. It's easier to relax if you can see people smiling and clapping, and I think I dance better when I catch sight of a friendly face. I always try to pick out the smiliest person in the room, and I look at them often to build up my confidence. I have danced at more public events where men and women, mostly non-dancers, were present, and sometimes that's a bit uncomfortable. I don't think a lot of people know how to take belly dance, to be honest. I think the men were a bit uncomfortable as well and not sure how they should react. But overall, I think the best people to be in the audience are kids. It's always so fun. They try to join in or stand at the side copying the music or copying the movements. And it's really annoying how they get the movement in the first instance. I stand there thinking, I had to practice that for months. And there's this little kid doing it straight off. But it's very cute, and somehow it's encouraging when they're joining in. It makes it more fun. Well, And I couldn't agree more. Um, I love dancing in front of other dancers because they do. They agree, and they make noise, and they know how to be an appreciative audience because they know what they want from an audience, <laughs> you know. And um, and I, you're right about kids, too. Kids are so much fun to dance in front of because they haven't learned all the conditioning from our society about being self-conscious about the body and, and movements and, you know, our male-female roles and all that kind of stuff. And they're just kids, and they just want to have fun, and they don't think about that kind of thing. They don't worry about that kind of thing. They're just like, ooh, pretty she looks like she's having fun you know and so they can have fun with you too um 
And I personally, I, I kind of like dancing at outdoor venues and outdoor festivals. Um, people just seem to be a little more relaxed and a little more receptive, if that makes sense. I've noticed um, whenever I'm in situations where like the audience is seated down and they're, we're in more of like a theater style show, audiences kind of feel like, oh, I'm in the theater. I have to be, you know, in that theater mode and I have to be like prim and on my best etiquette, my best behavior. And, and they feel like they have to get dressed up and everything because they're going to the theater, you know, that kind of thing. And when you're doing the outdoor festivals and stuff like that, a lot of times they're just in their t-shirts and shorts and they're just out with their family and they're just looking to have fun. And so I think they're a little more relaxed and receptive in that manner. And it's also kind of nice because in outdoor venues, you don't have stage lighting in your face, so you can actually see your audience a little better. So even if they aren't clapping or making noises, you can tell just from their facial expressions a little better that they're enjoying it more, even if they aren't clapping and everything, because some people aren't very outwardly expressive. They don't clap. They don't ziggurate. They don't yell opa or, you know, that kind of thing. But when you look at them, you can tell that they have a pleasant smile on their face, you know, even if they are like making a spectacle of themselves, so to speak. Um, so that's kind of why I prefer the outdoor venues. Although I, I'm torn because it's also harder in most outdoor venues to dance with props like veil work and sword work and candle work because, well, with fire stuff, you can't see them that well. If we're, I'm talking like outdoors in the daytime. You can't see candles that well. Um, and then you have to contend with wind issues for balancing props and even your veils and things like that. And I'd love to do prop work, but it's just easier to do prop work indoors. So it's kind of a toss-up there. And now your ShimmyCast news. December 16th through January 19th, the Belly Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in Louisiana, China, Mexico, Quebec, and Washington. December 15th, Holiday Hofla Seminars and Belly Dancers Garage Sale in Riverside, Missouri. December 15th through 16th, the 4th Annual Tribal Fusion Fair in San Lupus Obispo, California. December 30th, Astrid Farha workshop in Egyptian dance technique and hot, hot pop choreography in Newark, California. January 3rd through 6th, 3rd Coast Tribal in Fort Worth, Texas. January 5th through 6th, journey along the Gypsy Trail with Jalia, Amtira, Trahorti, and Hadia in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. January 5th through 11th, Morocco's Winter Week-Long Workshop, New York, New York. January 18th through the 20th, an intensive weekend of dancer and drummer workshops and master classes featuring the Shimmy Queen, Leila Giovanna, 
of Germany and her husband, master drummer Roland. Roland will also teach beginner and intermediate advanced tabla classes. This will all be in Orlando, Florida. January 18th through 26th, the complete belly dance retreat in Hawaii with Delilah. There are two options, January 19th through the 25th, an eight-day belly dance course, or January 18th through the 26th, a 10-day intensive instructor training course. Registration is now open. January 19th, Cassandra Shore in Tulsa, Oklahoma. January 26th through the 27th, Tito of Egypt will be teaching and performing in Redwood City, California. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week. And as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's review is Contemporary Belly Dance and Yoga Conditioning, reviewed by Alexel Summer. Contemporary Belly Dance is a training video featuring Tribal Fusion Belly Dancer Ariella. It includes yoga conditioning, belly dance drills, and choreography. Although this video is geared towards dancers interested in Tribal Fusion and Gothic styles, the yoga and drills can be useful to belly dancers of all styles. I would highly recommend this video for dancers of all levels looking for full body conditioning. The viewer is given the choice of either a short or full yoga warm-up. Both of these warm-ups contain movements that will help the body gain strength and flexibility for dance. The video then goes into two sets of drills, one for the beginner and one for the more advanced student. The choreography is broken down into 30-second combinations and taught piece by piece. After the choreography is learned, it is practiced on two separate songs to give it different feels. Finally, the program is ended with a yoga cool-down. Movements included in the drills are shoulder isolations, arm undulations, chest slides, circles, lifts, hip slides, circles, pelvic tucks, shimmy preparation, vertical hip figure eights, horizontal chest figure eights, chest undulations, horizontal hip figure eights, umis, and the three-quarter shimmy. Special features include three performances by Ariella. Overall, this video runs two and a half hours and has a workshop feel to it. Personally, I didn't like the way each combination was taught without going over what was learned previously. It's understandable that this would be done to pack so much into one DVD, but by the time I had reached the last few combinations, I had forgotten parts of the beginning combinations. Still, this DVD is well worth purchasing for the yoga and drills. If your local dance retailer doesn't carry this item, you can purchase this video directly from ariella.com, via PayPal, or from Amazon.com. This DVD is also available for rent via Blockbuster Online. <music> this 
This week's first song is Spin Dreidel Spin Hanukkah from the album Woody Guthrie's Happy Joyous Hanukkah by the Claus Max, which can be found on, a, on IOTA PromoNet. <laughs> suggestions or feedback the email is shimmycast at gmail.com um, post on the forum uh, leave reviews and vote and help promote shimmycast and uh, I want to give a shout out to Molly and thank her for taking flyers to her workshop uh, yay more people find out about the podcast oh and don't forget the proper map so this week we have um more interviews from the springfield workshop that i went to and this round of interviews includes my first two interviews with vendors so i'm very excited about that and i hope you guys enjoy so your dance name, your troupe, and where you're from. 
Uh, my dance name is uh, Sedona. Uh, my given name is Shandy Phillips, and my troop name is <laughs> Lotus Temple Belly Dance. Um, we have a troop of three people, and we're here in Springfield. It's lots of fun. Great. And how long have you been dancing? I've been dancing a little over two years. Okay. And how did you get started? I uh, actually wanted to take about two years before I actually did. Um, just got to know somebody here in Springfield and just started taking. I take from three different people here in town and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, what's your favorite move? My favorite move? Yeah. Um, probably just, uh, I have several combinations that I really like. I like snake arms. Yeah. What move challenged you the most to learn? Uh, today was very challenging with Ariella. She is an excellent, excellent instructor and she does a lot of um, isolation moves that are just right on. I mean, just very hard to do. So it was very challenging today, but I had fun. Good. What's your favorite costume accessory? Well, my sister designs jewelry, so I would probably have to say earrings. Ooh, okay, now where's she, and what's the name of her business? <laughs> uh, well, she doesn't have a business anymore. Um, she's in Dallas. So you, you have the corner on her one-of-a-kind designs? Yes, I do. Uh, my hair pieces, uh, she made these clock pieces back in the 80s, and I took those apart and made little um, head things out of those. Uh, these earrings also are some that she did back in the 80s. So if you keep anything for a while, it'll come back in style. Exactly. What's the most unusual place you've performed? Unusual. Um, my friend's birthday party at a bar in um, Lebanon, and I had on a big feather headdress. It was a Hawaiian outfit. It had feathers and flowers, and I did a a, a party for her, and it was also sink under my own. So I handed out beads, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. What music are you currently listening to the most right now for dancing? Um, I like all of the Middle Eastern uh, dance music. There's there's a lot of different things that people dance to now. They're bringing more contemporary stuff. Um, my one instructor dances to, um, uh, um, Lenny Kravitz. And she does a couple of Lenny Kravitz numbers that are just really good. Yeah. So it makes it makes the moves different. It makes the <laughs> dance a little different. Right. It's very interesting. Right. What advice would you give to a beginner? Um, not to get discouraged. Um, it it takes a it, it takes a lot of muscle control. I've done a lot of sports and bodybuilding, and it's by far the most muscle control thing that I've ever done. So that would be my thing: is just to, to not get discouraged. If you get anything from your first class at all, go again. You know, if you have fun, just keep keep doing it, and it'll come to you. Okay, one last question. What five things do you think make a great belly dancer? What five things? Yeah. Um, I would say your stage presence, um, how you are on the stage, uh, your face, your facial expressions, your smile, um, fluidity. Um, Probably. Gosh, it's hard to say. Um, definitely your costume. Your costume has to be something that 
accentuates your style, your figure, whatever, something that you really like that that says something about yourself. Right. And let's see, one more. Um, Holly. No, I can't think. That's okay. Four is good enough. Thank you so much for taking the time to let me interview you and let our listeners get to know you. Thank you. Okay, your dance name, your troupe if you have one, and where you're from. My dance name is Layla Bent Ali, and my troupe is Travelers of the Silk Road. And what was the third one? Where you're from. Oh, I'm from Kansas City. Okay, and how long have you been dancing? I consider myself having started in uh, 19, I think it was 96. I actually talked to my original teacher because I couldn't remember what year I started dancing with her. So I think that's 11 years. Yeah, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you originally get into belly dance? The SCA. I don't think most people realize what a big connection the SCA has with with, um, belly dance, but there's a huge connection, and I think that's how a lot of people do get exposed to belly dance. I did see a belly dancer once um, at a, uh, it was a belly gram at a birthday party for a friend of my brother's, and it was actually um, one my my grandmother in the dance community, she was... uh, dancing and and I was just fascinated like wow that's really cool you know and oh I don't think I could ever do that you know because it was a belly gram and and you're a little bit more flirtatious and stuff and I'm just don't consider myself that flirtatious and uh, then later on when I saw it in the SCA I was like that's really cool I want to do that so so is your style of dance more gypsy or American tribal style or fusion or how would you classify yourself if you classify yourself um that is like a whole can of worms because I I definitely consider my roots being what I would label traditional tribal which in my book is old school and I definitely consider myself a fusion dancer in the sense that I borrow from just about everything that I've learned from. And that range is a whole plethora of uh, uh, genres, anywhere from uh, Indian to flamenco to uh, ATS to... uh, Egyptian and Turkish is actually one of my favorites, and I do enjoy uh, and and have studied the uh, more uh, Zombra style, which isn't that common, but you can find teachers like Elena Lentini that have studied it for a number of years and actually are fairly knowledgeable. And uh, I know there's other ones out there, but she's the one that I've I've taken classes with and can think of her name off the top of my head. And also Dahlia Corella is probably one of my, my all-time favorites, who was a student of Elena Lentini's. Um, she told me that Elena was one of her mentors when, when she first started to dance, and I thought that was really cool that there was that connection between them that I hadn't realized before. But, yeah, that Gypsy Rom style is, is one that I've enjoyed studying a little bit about. But, yeah, I... I like to think of myself as doing a little bit of everything, but I think it's also important to do things that are true to a form and not just always fuse them together. I I like it when 
one of the things that really impresses me about Dahlia Carella is when she dances, you can tell what style she's doing, and then she can so easily just transcend into another style, and you're like, oh, she's doing Turkish now, or oh, she's doing you know, Gypsy Rom, or oh, she's doing Spanish, and, and it's very pure when she goes from one form to the other. And then she can also do fusion, too. Favorite costume accessory? Coochie. <laughs> and speaking of coochie, you are a vendor as well. How did you get into vending? Well, actually, um, I've always liked jewelry. And the whole reason I got into vending for belly dancers was because there were a number of coochie dealers out there and I always thought their prices were outrageous and I thought you know I'm a belly dancer and I don't have a lot of money and I know there's a lot of belly dancers that don't have a lot of money because this is a fairly expensive hobby and it just seems like you ought to be able to buy accessories that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg and the person vending it could still make a living at it and and that was basically how I got into it and then I was fortunate because I, I sold the Nepalese jewelry for a number of years and I work with the importer that goes over there and buys it and he has a family of jewelers that work for him in, in Nepal specifically and through him I met some other uh, importers and I, I met this uh, Pakistani family who actually owns the uh, the factory in Pakistan where all the jewelry is made and so I get really good prices um, because I'm dealing with the family that's that's manufacturing them and I know that there's a fair trade with the employees so that makes me comfortable buying it because that's a concern of mine and uh, there's no middleman well basically I'm the middleman but I'm kind of needed because they're not going to sell to individuals they only do you know large wholesale orders and I've been told by people that go over to Pakistan to buy the same jewelry that I'm paying what they pay when they go over there so I feel like you know I'm, I'm getting a good deal and, and I always pass on my good deals to my customers and I get a lot of repeat customers so and and I am one of them <laughs> I came back to her several times during the workshop so Tell listeners where they can find you and what they can do to get a hold of you and buy things from you. Well, the name of my business is called Once in a Blue Moon, and we just opened a store in Kansas City at 1603 West 39th Street. Um, we are getting ready to work on a website over the winter. One of my students is going to help me build a website. And right now I have a small website called LaylaBentsAli.com, which is actually just for, for dance and everything. But eventually I'll have a link from that onto the Once in a Blue Moon. I also can be reached on Tribe, Tribe.net. I have um, a Once in a Blue Moon Tribe where I have all the... Uh, Basically, I have the bra covers. Um, that's the main emphasis there because people were like, they saw the ones that we did for Sharon Kahara, and they're like, oh, where do we get these? And I, and I thought, well, you know, I can do a tribe, and that way people can get a hold of us, and eventually that'll go onto the website too. I don't know what, if it's going to be a Once in a Blue Moon website, but uh, I know I have Once in a Blue Moon jewelry as a URL right now, but it's not really being used, so... It'll probably have once in a blue moon in the name somewhere. <laughs>
And if a customer, like maybe they have a picture of something and it's like, I'm looking for something that's kind of like this, can they send that to you and maybe you could find it for them or say, oh yeah, I already have that in stock, you know, this is this is what I have. Uh, yeah, definitely. I can send pictures of what I have in stock too. Like if people say, oh, you know, I need a, a pendant, what do you have handy? I can take digital pictures of the pendants that I have in stock and, and, and send that too. Okay, your dance name, your troupe if you have one, and where you're from. Okay, uh, my dance name is Arsenia. Uh, I'm in two dance troupes. One of them is uh, Recherche Belly Dance Company, and the other one is um, uh, Springfield Belly Dance Academy. Okay, and how did you get into belly dancing? Um, I looked it up in the phone book. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I took my first class when I was eight years old with my mom. It was in Mexico. It was a, a, a summer class, and I took it, and I thought it was really, really awesome. I had a lot of fun. I was eight years old. So. Um, I didn't actually revisit the idea of taking belly dance again until about a, a couple of years ago. Um, I'm, I was in college, still in college, and I just... Um, I thought it would be a great idea. I opened up the phone book, saw you know a place, called them up, took my first class, and I knew that was it. I, I loved it. So you've been dancing about two years yeah. this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about two years now. Yeah. And what's your favorite style? My favorite style, uh, it has to be about um, I think gothic belly dance, gothic fusion, tribal fusion, experimental belly dance, anything that kind of breaks outside of the norm and really shows off um, people's art and passion, whichever that is. I mean, I've seen some awesome cabaret pieces, but I mean, I don't know, I'm into the darker stuff. <laughs> Why does that appeal to you? I'm really not quite sure. I guess it's, it's the passion, the strength of the emotion that is conveyed through it, and I really like black. Uh, what music are you listening to right now? What music inspires you to dance? Uh, I'm listening, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Collide, um, Assemblage 23, uh, I don't know Marilyn Manson. I mean, I mean, it's, it's something that's just to put on, and you know, to, after you've done all the drilling and stuff like that, something to just let loose to. What's your favorite costume accessory? Costume accessory. I don't know anything. I don't know and anything that's cool, handmade, and I haven't seen 25 million of. Basically. That's a good answer. What one thing do you always have to have in your dance bag? My dance bag. Gas <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>, sex. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no one's ever said that before. Um, yeah, well, like, I need to have that. I need to have good lipstick. I have to have my, my sparkly lipstick. I forget. Mm -hmm. Is it um, eye candy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, eye candy. I have to have my eye candy with me. Yeah. Uh, basically, anything that has to do with fixing my hair. And a lot of safety pins. A lot of safety pins. Yeah. What kind of audience do you like to perform for? Anybody that's really excited. <laughs> I mean, um, they got to show their appreciation, right? I know. It's like, I don't know if I'm sucking or if I'm rocking the house or anything like that. If they're just looking at me, I mean, yeah. 
clap. I mean, if if, if, if as long if, as it's not the cricket silent sound. Uh, yeah, that, that's the only yeah. thing. It's like it's like if you can't staggery, just try it. I appreciate it. I mean, just show or like boo. I mean, like show me whether you're liking it or not or anything. I mean, like I've performed for belly dancers. I've performed for people that had no idea about belly dancing. I've never even like knew that like belly dancers existed in real life or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But just as long as they're excited, they're clapping. That, that's really the best audience that you can have. Somebody that gives back the energy that you put out. Yeah. Okay, so do you have any special projects that you'd like to talk about? Um, I'm kind of working on developing uh, the, the choreography that I did tonight um, to uh, really bringing it down and making it a little bit more powerful. Um, I know listeners don't know what I'm wearing, but uh, it's a uh, uh, three-section, uh, some pants that are in three different sections with... Um, some uh, grommet tape and lacing in between the three sections, um, some a vinyl cover, and uh, it, it's cyber harem goth is what I describe it as. That's a very good description. And um, I don't know, I kind of want to work with this um, this new song that I got and really make it a, a really, really powerful choreography that's going to like rock people's socks off. But um, yeah. Well, back to your costume. It's gorgeous. Where could listeners possibly get something like this, girl? All right. Well, um, uh, I, I do custom design, and I, everything that I make is uh, custom, custom made. Um, I take people's ideas, my own ideas, uh, fabric, budget, anything. I take completely into account, and I can make your get up. <laughs> and in fact, she's making me one. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. You have to see it. It's done. They'll, they'll see pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Get pictures posted up. Um, right now, I don't have a website. Right now, um, uh, it's in the works. I have a domain name, but there's nothing up there yet. Um, it Maybe there will be by the time this airs, though, because it's gonna be like four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Yes. Hopefully, we'll have something up there. At least uh, some sort of a. Like a home, like just a placement page or whatever. Okay, so what's going to be the URL for that? All right, it's going to be snake. Yeah, it's going to be snakecharmersden.com. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. And she's very reasonably pressed, you guys. I promise. Yeah, and it's guaranteed to fit. If not, you can send it back, and I just make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to let you guys know um, that I'm going to be putting up the information for both Layla and Arsenia um, on the forum board. So if you guys are interested in checking them out, you can find them there. And I made purchases from both these gals. And let me tell you, they got some good stuff. Woo! I'll, I'll be posting pictures soon, I promise. Um, I also love that Arsenia's answer to what do you keep in your dance bag about the gas X. Because it was so honest. I mean, most of the dancers that I know, and, and even myself, I have that kind of medicine supply in my dance bag, too. Because you just never know when you might eat something that doesn't sit well, or something else could bother your body, like you might be coming down with a bug or something like that. And you have to be prepared. And, um, and in fact, there's even um, a performance and class checklist on my troops website and it includes those kind of um, medicinal items because you never know when an emergency will pop up and I would like to thank 
Arsenia for allowing me to include that in the show and not getting embarrassed about it or anything because that was just the first thing that popped into her head. So I hope you all enjoyed this week's show. And again, we're going to be taking a little break for the holidays, but I promise to come back next year. Just um, I got to take some time for the family and I need to, oh my gosh, you guys, I have like a huge pile of costuming stuff that I need to get to as well. Get some of my costume projects <laughs> under control again. It's just crazy. So um, it's going to be time for the question of the week. So you'll have plenty of time to answer this. And I, I want to hear really good answers from you guys. And that question is, what's the one thing you must always have in your dance bag? And this can be your performance bag or it can be your class bag because I know some people have different bags for different times. So what's the one thing you always have to have? To answer, send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to the form board and post at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the last music pick of the week. And again, in honor of the holidays, this song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel from the album A Latin Christmas Festa by the Mambo Folk, which can be found on IOTA Promonet. I hope you all enjoy. I hope you guys have safe and happy and fun holidays. And until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.